It is. It is. I don't know a song. Go ahead. Okay, welcome to the Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Marketing. That was Corey on vocals. <laughs> Corey, if somebody was tuning in and still is with us after that horrifying intro, what can they expect on the Baking It Down podcast? Well, I know that when I'm baking, I also like to listen to things and not my children complaining about what's for dinner. <laughs> child unless you're hiding one from me my husband (laughs) just kidding kidding. uh but what i want to do is in a podcast i wanted to be able to grow my business while i'm also baking a lot of times we have orders we have to make we have things we got to do and we can't just be on our computer screens and our phone screens so we decided to open up your ear canals and get to you there and each week on a tuesday mostly mostly, (laughs) we bring a topic a week for you to grow your business. And it's usually something that we find that's a hot topic in the sugar cookie marketing group on Facebook, or if Heather's reading a new book like she did last week with Death Cloud. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we tend to talk about. But I think this topic this week is going to be relatable to a lot of us. And it's something that me and Heather have struggled with in our own lives too. Um, And we see a lot of people struggling in their lives as well. The cookie downtime was the summer months, but now we're going to the cookie, what do you call it, playoffs or something? Super Bowl. Championship. <laughs> something like <Play>. that. <laughs> Golfing. <laughs> Where you guys are going to start seeing that you have a lot of work, which is awesome. That's the goal, to grow your business. But then what's going to suffer there is your work-life balance. And that is our topic for today. Quick breakdown of the podcast structure that we try to adhere to is the topic that we bring up now. Work-life balance. Okay. And then we're going to talk about the Cookie College, a membership plan that Corey and I teach classes in. Then I'd like to cover some text messages we got, but anyone can call or text in. After that, some podcast sponsors. And then group stuff is somewhere in there, floating around. Oh, yeah. Oopsies. Twitterist <laughs> sometimes, and maybe a mailbag or two. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so let's dive into it. So when we talk about work-life balance, really that, that even is? mean? <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> But really what we want to consider, and that will be a different answer for everyone it will. in different stages of their lives, living in different areas with different workloads um, and different abilities and different capacities. If I'm a lot more patient than someone, then our work-life balance will be wildly different definitions. Mm-hmm. So try to keep it broad enough because we're all different enough that the idea of work-life balance is the association of your private life and your work life in a synonymous agreement that makes you happy mm-hmm. what is a what is a symbiosis yes a symbiosis. <laughs> a symbiosis. <laughs> so when i think of work-life balance i think Corey and i have different definitions well i do have a husband and child near this free and fancy butterfly <laughs> <laughs> just flitting around from computer to computer <laughs> so what would be your definition and then i'll see what my definition would be like just off the cuff work-life balance to me is i get my work done and also have just enough time to hear everyone complain about what i made for dinner but you <laughs> love like netflix oh i love a good show if i can watch a little bit of a show right before bed i'm a happy camp happy camper aren't you like just powering through phrase I just finished Razor. I even had a tear, even though I've seen the, the last show one is amazing. <laughs> they were all crying. And yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> uh, Frasier is always a solid bet. And then, so my work-life balance is. Heather likes to go to the gym after work. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a loser. 
<laughs> I guess right now my work-life balance is more work than life because I'm working towards some goals. So it's pretty easy for me. I have very little calls to my time outside of work. <laughs> but in the past, Heather has... Motorcycles, Heather cars, has always vacated Virginia in the weekends. When she like was, what, five years ago, you had something planned every single weekend. So people would be like, where's Heather? I don't know, falling out of an airplane this week. Yeah. I don't know, on some snuggy board on the water. <laughs> so I, but yeah, I'll say that right now I've sold off all my hobbies in an attempt to buy this house. I'm Sacrifices. Heather's biggest hobby. <laughs> Corey and Albert. <laughs> Work-life balance. Uh, but back to what that means means to you so regardless of the fact that i apparently have no life <laughs> so no, it's got great balance man i do have some ways to protect work-life balance and heather has actually done that very well and like, apparently i've put a time to work on it <laughs> with our clients we've been able to really navigate a work-life balance with them you know if they're workaholics that's not our job to also match their workaholism <laughs> and meet them when they need something at 9 p.m at night only for the fact that we used to do that we and we got miserable there oh, was no work it was balance. so i felt like when i got off work i had now another days of homework to do at home it just never stopped man i was i could not let my computer leave my side uh-huh. I felt like it needed to always just be with me. I'd like to compliment myself. So Corey and I, in the past six months, have really restructured the day job in a way that makes me no longer fear checking my day job work email. Yeah. So right now I actually use an app called Quiet for Gmail that makes it ping the server in my phone only twice a day at one at 10 a.m. and one again at 3 p.m. And then it silences any work emails. I still like those I was heart thinking, palpitations. Right. But now that we've really, really yeah. tightened the you know work-life balance and what our expectations of clients are, I'm thinking of removing the app, taking off the training <gasps> wheels, man. Well... I guess uh-huh. that's what it's for. It is. It is a good sign. But what we're going to do is tell you some work-life balance things now that we're discussing ours. <laughs> Interesting topic. <laughs> so go off with, we have a list. Okay. Number one, treat yourself like an employee. Mm-hmm. Okay. The way I want to explain that is a lot of us are not treating ourselves like employees. We're treating ourselves like business owners. Yeah. But think of yourself in your off hours when you work an hourly job. Everyone remember back to when you were yes, a waiter yes. or when you were, you know, retail and your break hit and then your off hours hit. That's it, man. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, manager. If you didn't overschedule, if you didn't get enough people, I'm out. That's yeah. what you paid me for. Nate, my husband is a cop. And when his hours end each week. Uh, he's no longer a cop. No, you can't arrest someone from home. <laughs> right? So he's able to turn it off. He comes home and is just ready to relax. He is ready to unwind. There's no... If someone calls his work phone, he does not answer it. It is not in his work time frame. And it's usually like criminals. <laughs> a great example is I used to work a government contracting job. The computer was so locked down that to even log in, you had to mm-hmm. log in through proxy VPN thing, whatever... But I could not take the computer from that yeah, office. But now that the coronavirus has shown that you can work from home. Darn it. <laughs> but back when I worked for that government contractor, I couldn't take work home, so it never bothered me. Mm-hmm. After that last hour with this 5 p.m., okay, well, I got to leave my computer here. So why, now that you bake from home, are you so easily accessed? Because I think we're not acting like employees. I think we put on that business owner mindset and work never stops 
If, um, if we don't answer them right now, it's going to be a lead lost. The biggest customer we've ever had will slip uh-huh. through our fingers. Right. So it's easy to, to kind of forget that you are kind of an employee and a boss at the same time. Mm-hmm. But treat yourself like an employee when it comes to off hours. It is so easy to make up the excuse to work just a little more. Yeah. And and because you're like, hey, maybe at the end of this workday. But hey, at the end of the day, you can do that all the way until the next morning. You can trick yourself into never stopping the workload. Yeah. But what really suffers is that is that balance. You're gonna you start resenting work your clients. Work. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to just start um, kind of having this whole, like I said, with the whole uh, quiet for Gmail. That was because I had such a bad relationship with my work email. Yeah. So kind of setting these boundaries, retooling our clients, you know, re-kind of establishing our work-life balance. Now mm-hmm. I can say, hey, I won't reply to an email if it does ping after hours, but I don't have to, you know, I know. have I texted this you last night and you never responded. Work-life balance. You work-life balance. I was balancing. <laughs> I was balancing. <laughs> uh, another one I've been working, this is kind of a newer one. Is this topic number two? Uh-huh. Okay. Protect your Fridays. Protect your Fridays. Yeah, so, um, so I've been batching my week. Now, Friday is not an off day, but it's not a day I put any tasks on. So what it is, it's a catch-all day. day. Yeah. So if you don't have an overflow day, your overflow day will be Saturday. Mm -hmm. So if you work, you know, and then you'll be working on Saturday. Right. So if I make my overflow day Friday, it's still a work day, but it's not scheduled. It's not pre-scheduled, right? Okay. So then I'll say. Okay, uh, and then when clients call or have projects due, I'll assign them on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule. Mm-hmm. And that's my goal is to get them all done on that day. But odds are life happens, mm-hmm. and then I have my Friday catch-all day mm-hmm. just to catch anything I kind of fell through the cracks. That way none of it creeps into Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And I know if you're saying, I can't just do that. I have I have to bake all of Friday. That's totally fine. You can move your admining task Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Don't try to get out of there. I see the wall you're creating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can move the admining task from Monday to Thursday. If you have pickups technically on Saturdays, you send that final reminder on Thursday. Friday, you are baking and making and packaging and getting those ready. And then Saturday is pickup day. Um, so that can work for you even if you're like, no, I have to bake this day. The cookies need to stay fresh. We can uh, shift it. If you say, okay, well, everyone's free to pick up on Saturdays, so I can't, you know, Friday's my baking day, then you can uh, have your Monday beer overflow yeah. the week prior. Actually, that's uh, not a bad idea. If you think Saturday's usually pickup day because most people have the most time off, mm-hmm. Sunday can be your recharge day, Monday's overflow day to answer all the emails you didn't get over the weekend. Or because you're a business owner, take uh, Sundays and Mondays off. That can be your weekend. You're a business owner? Watch this. You can do whatever you want. Go ahead. Whoa. What? Your access has been granted. <laughs> um, uh, you know, asterisk to that one, batching out my week has done a great number on me managing my schedule a little bit better. So like you said, Fridays are baking days, batch days, Saturdays are pickup days. That means you're not going to schedule a pickup day on a Tuesday because mm-hmm. your pickup days are on Saturday. But, but, Heather, they're only available on Tuesday. Then they're not fitting in your schedule and they're not your ideal client. Yeah. I did once where anyone could pick up throughout the entire And week. you were suffering. <laughs> Who just fell off? <laughs> it is a lot of mental preparation to engage with clients. It is. It is. It is not just rolling out. Uh, you know, if you want the whole like sh- shower, <laughs> that shower thing that we've heard about. <laughs> if you want a shower, if you have a pickup day every day, then you're technically showering. You're create. You know, doing laundry. You have a nice pressed outfit. 
you're trying to impress people every day, and then you got to get into that mental space to deal with clients. Yeah, to, and you can't really get other work done because you're always waiting for that person who's running 15 okay, minutes late. 15 minutes late, and then you kind of, all, if you're anything like me, I'm not an extrovert, but I'm also not an introvert, just kind of there in the middle, mm-hmm. maybe tending toward the being be alone <laughs> side of it. Yeah. But you'd say like, oh, that takes a little bit out of you. They said that, um, I think it was in the Cal Newport book, that there's a residual time between switching tasks I think to take so. you get into the next task. I think so, 100%. All right, so batching your week out, if a Friday is a baking day, if Thursday is an admin day, reminding people about their pickups on Saturday, your pickup day, Sunday's a completely off day, Monday's a completely off day, and then Tuesday's your social media, you know, finance, yeah, business management, week. and Wednesday is whatever you want to allocate it, you're going to look at every week the exact same. Um, so I'm not the baking twin, but I do have clients who actually allocate client work to certain days. And now the client understands that. I'm probably going to hear from Heather this day next week because yeah. that's when I address their concerns. If mm-hmm. something comes in on a Thursday and they're a Tuesday client, they're going to hear from me on Tuesday about that. Mm-hmm. Or, well, Heather, you're just going to let them hang? No, I can say, hey, listen, I'll get back to you on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how you can kind of batch your week. But I really do like the overflow day. I find myself doing things on mm-hmm. Friday, but I don't find myself doing things on Saturday. I'm going to add another. Go. Take it, man. Because I was just thinking about this. A lot of you are okay with customers knowing your personal phone number. Totally fine. But that really gets into your work-life balance. We get on our phones for, you know, fun. Get on TikTok. Get on Instagram. (laughs) You don't know for sure. (laughs) You get on your phone to kind of relax while there's also business on there too. Um, but a lot of you guys will let your customers have your personal phone number and they can text you whenever they want an order. I couldn't imagine just sitting down and playing like a game on my phone just to have like that little banner pop up. So-and-so tend to you a text message. I need cookies tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. um, so it's okay to limit the way that people can reach you. Facebook Messenger, email, phone, you know, smoke signals. That's a lot of ways that people can get your attention. But you can say, hey, you can only access me via email. It's going to do a great job. It's so funny. And I don't want to dog in this one client. But he got my personal cell phone number. That's who I was talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love the guy to death. Does not. I said, hey, I will not be checking this phone. But he continues to text it. He'll, he'll text me and Heather at the same time. So uh, what I've tried, and it's slowly working, is I'll ask him a question in email, and he'll reply via text. And then on his allocated day in email, I'll be like, hey, I haven't heard back from you yeah. uh, regarding this. And then I'll get it replied in email. And he we're just slowly putting the bumpers up. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to work through it. We're going to get it. Um, but, yeah, just kind of saying, like, and I, d- I don't think that lying is appropriate. But maybe a white lie saying, like, yeah, I don't check that phone. Yeah. You know, let the phone be the fall guy. I are saying, like, my twin sister's blowing my phone so much, I, n- I never get any other messages. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Apparently, she's my hobby. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say that this question was asked by Barb uh, Barub, and I'm slaughtering her name because I call her Barbecue. I, when I first saw her name, I was like, dude, do people call you Barbecue? And she's like, no, but it's hilarious. So Barbecue said, uh, like, she said she was struggling with work-life balance, and I said, like, talk to me. She said, I start early, and I just keep going. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need more dough. Then I want run to get the grandies. <laughs> Grandkids. Yeah. And then I come back to cookies. Next thing you know, I didn't take anything out for dinner or even pick anything up. I'm all over the place and I don't have an off switch. I told you I'm bad at that. I'm struggle busting. I feel like we should have started. I know. Sorry. Message. I was kind of 
It's kind of all over the place. <laughs> when you ask me what my work-life balance is, it's true. <laughs> okay, so we talked about treat yourself like an employee. Employees say, hey, man, I'm off. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you know, it's Gotta five. go get the grandies. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go get the grandies. Uh, protect your Fridays and match your weeks. I really like that one. And then next is smartify your work schedule. I think I've said this before. I got these Casa smart plugs. Mm-hmm. I get like a pack of two for maybe $15 when uh, Amazon runs a sale. They're like $10 for two. Nice. Um, but these smart plugs, you just plug them into the wall. Then you plug the thing that was plugged into the wall into the Casa plug. Okay. Which so makes it- every device a smart device. Noise. Yeah. So the Casa plug can turn on and turn off. It can do it scheduled or by app. So in the app, I could go and just turn on your lights for you. Mm-hmm. Neat. And then you can trigger it with a smart device. So you can say, hey... Can you turn on my thing? Right? Okay. I'm afraid he's going to hear me and turn me off <laughs> yeah. everything. Uh, so when I say smartify your work schedule, this office has a lot of lights in it. I have yeah. my snakes lights. I have two lamps. I have a fan running behind me. Yeah. And I have this kind of like ambient yeah, stuff. But at, I think, 830, the whole place goes dark. Even if you're working. Violently. It just goes like. Startles <laughs> me. <laughs> I lose like two minutes at the end of my life every night of it. <laughs> And it's because, like, it's one thing to work in nice lighting. It's another thing to work in a cold, dark <laughs> office with the light of the screen being yeah. the only thing. So when that goes out, it's like, oh, go to bed. So I don't have much of an excuse when, like, the whole room goes dark. It is the ultimate signal programmed by me with time and space and boundaries uh-huh. that this person who's about to work too late needs to go to bed. And for she did mention, like, I don't have the food ready to go. Mm-hmm. Listen, crock pot, slow cooker. It is, you throw every ingredient in there. <laughs> and then you can smart plug it. And then you can smart plug it. So if you do it on high, it's only two to three hours. So dinner could be ready while you're off with the grandkids hanging out. You can just turn on your little smart plug and it'll turn that bad boy on. Or you can sit at the beginning of the day and do the whole eight mm-hmm. hour slow cook. Mm, get that uh, smell going through. Oh, I'm going to be begging to quit work. I can never bake when I have that going no, because it makes your be house <laughs> smell weird. <laughs> but that's a way that you can have dinner ready to go, planned already, crock pot meals. You just Google easy crock pot meal. Everything pops up. Mm-hmm. Literally, you don't even have to think. You're just pouring spices in there. I saw somebody once that said, actually, I plan out my meals, my to-go meals on days I know I'm baking. So they'll schedule out like a Papa John's order at the beginning of the week. And then come oh, Thursday, smart. it automatically shows up. Oh, they just someone about. showing up with pizza. Uh-huh. That's yeah. a dream, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so smart plug, um, your off hours. So again, like I said, this whole office goes dark at a certain time. When this office goes dark, my bedroom lights come on. It's They're like, come on, counter. Hey, no wonder you have no life. One Sunday, you straight up to bed. <laughs> okay, guys. The whole <laughs> lights are coming. I'm coming to bed. <laughs> Uh, I use App Block to bla- block distracting apps while I'm working. She does. I think a lot of people hate this part of the podcast where I kind of say, if you saw how much time you spent scrolling, oh, and yeah. I know you have really, really, really great reasons. You might miss something in sugar cookie marketing if you don't scroll. But when I look at it, I'm like, well, I've spent three hours of today scrolling on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I, I downloaded TikTok for the TikTok Reels Challenge. Uh-huh. Had on install it, man. I cannot can't handle, handle it. Just can't handle. It was like, girl, put your phone away. Said the app blogger. <laughs> so I'm on TikTok so much, it gets boring to me. I'm like, this app is just trash. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you saw how much time you spent on it, no wonder it's trash. They ran out of content to show me. Cool. Go do something. Look screens. So I do really like app block on Apple. You can use focus mode, and it will kind of block um, distractions on Android. The app that I pay for is called App Block. I think it was ten dollars a year not cheap but if i gain back one working hour it's already paid for itself 
which has been great. It actually blocks notifications as well. It keeps them in a separate filter folder. Not seeing one thing you tap. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I can um, block both the app and the web portion of it. So like so the internet. So if I don't, if I wanted to go to Reddit, but Reddit app is blocked, so I was going to go to the. Chrome. I had to delete Reddit. And my account, because I was spending way too much time on mm-hmm. that. But that was years ago. Broke my little election. Mm-hmm. I'm about to take your Not very old. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, use a timer. So you can use just a physical timer, like a, the one we used to practice piano with, which uh-huh. was horrifying. Yeah. The egg. egg. <laughs> <laughs> and it rings. And so you say, okay, I have allocated one hour for this thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it rings, you're done. Again, the discipline comes on your side from actually walking away, but using a timer to say, okay, I'm going to spend one hour scheduling out social media posts. Yeah. Okay? If it doesn't get done in an hour... It's not going to get done today. <laughs> that one little day is not going to happen. Right. Post. But you have a batch week, so you can say, well, the next social media day is going to be next Tuesday. I'll allocate an hour then. Yeah. But you don't say, well, I, I, you know, I can work longer. Yes. I would like to clarify something. You can always work longer, and there will always be work to do. There will that always That is a guarantee. Be. It will eat up all your time. Work will eat everything you feed it. It's, it, a, it's a monster. It's a monster. It, it's hungry. It is hungry. Um, but you can, you know, but you're like, Heather, but I, I'm not going to make all the money. Well, you're not going to make any money if you quit. And yeah, you're if you're headed burn, towards if you're burnout <laughs> yeah. and, and that's where you're headed towards, you're going to quit anyways. There will be no money when you stop. <laughs> yeah. So I'd almost say get you a timer, whether, uh, you know, digital timers are a little easy to forget to open the app. Physical Absolutely. timers are kind of a, a, a visual. visual cue that there's a timer. So I'd almost get a timer for your computer room, a timer for your kitchen. Just these physical timers, if they're all three eggs, like my mom used to have when we practiced piano, mm-hmm. and just be like, okay, I'm going to be in this room for this timer for Netflix. So you'd have a timer in your TV room. No, I usually, because it's the last thing I do every day, I'm like, okay, I can barely keep my eyes open. Goodbye, Netflix. They <laughs> <laughs> have a sleep timer. Nice. <laughs> so I would say that kind of the visual indicator of like, hey, I'm going to work this. Here's one thing that Care Quarter, when we did the last podcast, mm-hmm. I've done it every day for 10 days. Oh, for 10 minutes it? a day. For 10 days. It's gotten incrementally so much smaller, better. But I, I say like, hey, I can't do this for an hour. Like it's no, so, but absolutely. I can do it for 10 minutes. So I set this timer. I have a time timer. Yeah. Uh, just times time. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it for 10 minutes, and when it's done, I'm like, whew, now I can check out. That's what I do. I started monoline lettering. Mm. And Heather was like, there's no way you're good at it. But I did attendance every day, and then I did in front of Heather on Saturday. And I never like, said you weren't going to be good at it. I said that's the pencil yeah. you have in progress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hard to use. <laughs> yeah. Look at my now with me and my monoline. <laughs> so you set a timer? I do. It's just 10 minutes. If I did it What do you set it on your phone? I'm, I'm doing it in the kitchen so I can see the law of it. I, I want to quit before that. Yeah, yeah. I always want to quit before. And then there's things that I want to go way over time, the fun stuff that doesn't, you know, add anything yeah, to my absolutely. life. So those I can set a timer for as well. Yeah. It's yep. really nice. So I like the physical timer. It's a little, you know, rudimentary. It's the uh, thing that calculates the <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> it's a little rudimentary, but it's a, it's a visual indicator like, hey, I only have so much time. Mm-hmm. You do. Both in life and mentally. Yeah. Uh, and then you can say, okay, I've got, you know, an hour of Netflix at that time. I think those little eggs go to maximum an hour. Yeah. And say so I got an hour to really check out. Time yeah. work in two ways. I do not have to think about anything for an hour, and then I only have to do this for 10 but minutes. Sometimes when I work in Netflix at the same time, I never, one, really enjoy Netflix. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's getting 50-50. <laughs> I can't tell you what happened in the show. Also, I can't tell you what I posted. <laughs> but that's a great one. Okay. Now, this one I have been reading a book of. Okay. 
It's called why we sleep. So budget for a sleep schedule. Mm, Pretend everything else in life is movable, but your sleep schedule. You have to say sleep or bust. Sleep or bust. The book doesn't tell you how to sleep well, but it convinces you of the horrors of not sleeping. And how just sleeping well, thoroughly, and through the night and enough time truly revolutionizes not only how your body functions, but how your brain functions. Heather, once upon a time, was not a good sleeper. You stayed this up. This is the tell late. Heather show. <laughs> Heather stayed up late. <laughs> I would go to bed at nine, and Heather thought it was insane. I think our days were just shifted. You because you woke up at six, but I woke up at eight. But I went to bed at twelve, and you went to bed at nine. Don't try to get out of this little pickle. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed up so late. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Away? I would go to the grocery store at eleven thirty. None That's, of soul. I me and the packing guy. Even imagine. I'd honestly, if I, if I'd go right back to that schedule. Why? Because nobody's at the grocery store. It is a it is an, an, a pleasure. It is a pleasure. You don't like any more wrinkles standing in the long line when someone's like, I need help at the checkout. No, okay, I went to Target yesterday at peak Target time. Peak Target time. It was stressful. Camp. So they have the self-checkout, which mm-hmm. is now so long there's a piping us through the clothing section. <laughs> Stand in line on these circles. Yeah. And I, okay, because we're so far, because there's a whole walkway that people need yeah, to walk into yeah. the store between us and uh-huh. checkout. People started like, you know that stress. So this man comes in. He's Someone got just, it. just an icebreaker tin. Oh, dude, it's a mint. But behind him is people checking out for their weekly groceries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's me with like, I, know, I got a perfume or something, a candle. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I feel anxiety. Like, I should let him cut. Oh. But he only has a tin. But he didn't stand in line. However, there's 50 people behind You'd me. You'd be letting him cut in front of the 50 it's the people. Ethical, no, Did you let him go? Fortunately, he looks over my shoulder and asks a person behind me, are you in line? And she was like, yeah. And then he puts the tin away and walks out the door. He made a... He mm-hmm. made his own ethical mm-hmm. decision. His time was more valuable than the Because if you let tin. him cut in tin front of you. Ti- <laughs> <laughs> tin versus time. Tin versus If you let him cut in front of you, you've let you've made a decision for the 50 I people know. behind and you. And that's what's anxiety. So again, 1130 targets different than 5 p.m. targets. I almost like the struggle of going with everyone at Target. Because if I get something, I'm like, I got something they didn't get. I look down an aisle and I see two buns. And I think it's their aisle now. You saw me? <laughs> <laughs> Your tapples, <laughs> your peaches. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, but um, but <laughs> I said but. budgeting for a sleep schedule really fighting tooth and nail to say like, hey man, you can't touch the next eight hours. And yes, I said eight hours. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, people in podcast land want to fight me on this eight hours. But you, you listen I to why look, we sleep. I look well off of it. The man in the Why We Sleep book, who has a PhD and 30 years of experience in the field of sleep science, said if they took the average number of people who can function with less than eight hours and rounded it to the nearest whole number, the number would be zero. That's how few people can function with less than eight hours. I need I need a strict eight. Yeah, Maybe he says your cognitive abilities do deteriorate whether you recognize it or not. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to fight him, you can. It's called Why We Sleep. You're going to get a weird phone call. <laughs> Oh, it's that CDC asking about my child's vaccination. I have no work-life balance either. But yeah, really budgeting for sleep and then fighting for it. Now you say, well, I have kids. Okay, I don't have kids. Clearly, a CDC doesn't know. <laughs> what would you do to to help your kids stay away from your sleep budget? I put my my kid has a even more of a sleep budget than I do. So he goes to bed between eight and eight thirty. I go to bed between nine and nine thirty. 
So he's already clear in bed, and then I can start doing my unwindy, cleaning up, getting ready for my own sleep sketch. And then when you both wake up at the same time? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, like, shaking him awake. Time bars go. Too much sleep budget. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think if you, if you, hey, guys, like, you don't have to sleep eight hours if you don't want to at the end of the day. You're your own boss. And you're the one with the dry, red shot eyes. Yeah. But if you wanted to add, try this. Challenge you with this. Add 30 minutes to your current sleep budget. Just try it. Just try it. Try it for one week. What's the worst that can happen? You feel refreshed. (laughs) (laughs) But I think if people sub more, I think you'll see you're generally overall happier. Your cognitive ability to process information is smoother. Mm -hmm. Um, The crazy thing in the book, it's actually the one of the most horrifying ways to ever die. It's called fatal familial insomnia. So it's hereditary. But just one day, you just won't be able to go to bed. I can't. Sometimes when I cannot sleep... It's it's the worst. Right. I get bored in my awakeness. Absolutely. TikTok only has so much content. I know. But this uh, disease, fatal familial insomnia, they say is one of the worst ways to die because it takes so many months, but you have to be able to sleep to live. And when you can't sleep, you actually die. cease to live. So, yeah, that's how important sleep is, is that um, without it. You don't. Sorry, so Debbie Downer. You're I know, just so right? like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now this one I really like. Um, I think Jessica Genzel is actually covering it again in a Facebook Live nice. coming for Halloween. Uh, reverse calendaring. Mm, guys, if you're a baker and you're a procrastinator baker, this one's for y'all. Yeah, I'd say if the word procrastinator baker is on your T-shirt or in your head right now, you could probably f- help with these work-life balance strategies mm-hmm. because probably procrastinating and then ending up with a whole batch of work in a single day is going to definitely throw off that work-life balance because then you're going to work too long your sleep gonna is going to be too little and then you're going to pay for that the next couple of days yeah because he said it's not you know the sleep guy was like you can't just make it up in one day like you you've got to reset the whole thing and it takes a whole week to break out of one bad sleep yeah a little batch yeah, so Corey had some things, even though she's staring at me blankly right now. She said, <laughs> batch, make your dough. I I like to have my dough ready to go. It You can freeze dough. That's what's awesome about it. You can freeze it, some people say, five to six months. But you also batch make it with your... Bosh. Bosh. My Bosh mixer. My Bosh mixer makes three batches of dough per batch of make. So I have three ready to go. So I usually, when I batch make, do six total batches of dough. Put that in the freezer, and then I pull it out as I have to go. So that's one thing I don't even have to think about. It's off. I have now less work to do because I'm not making batch, batch, batch for every single. You're order. bulk batching, and then you're bulk freezing. Yes. Does it take up all the room in the freezer? Absolutely. But do not like eating leftovers myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have save icing for. Future layers. Is if what it's you been do, here? if you work with royal icing, you can actually save any leftover icing. So I just did a bunch of red apples for back to school cookies. I had a little bit of icing left over. I keep that. You can keep it in the fridge, but you can keep it for months and months in the freezer. So the next time I have to make red, I can just bring that out, let it come to room temperature. Sometimes you have to remix and rebag. Not a big deal. But I'm not making a whole batch of royal icing. In mixing, like it can be already done for me by just saving this time and the energy. 
since all colors start off as white, I think could you just batch like a bunch of white and then add colors as needed? You a thousand percent can. Very nice. Uh, planning your week ahead of time. Now, this is a big one for me. I um, sit down on a Sunday. You could do it on a Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's whatever your schedule kind of looks like. If Monday's your like day to yourself, because you are working on Saturdays, there you go. Again, you're the boss, so your week is whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can sit down and plan your week, which when I plan my week, I assign tasks to the batch days that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So I go through and be like, oh, that client sent me an email. I'll assign this to Wednesday, which is that client's day. And then I'll fill up my Monday, because again, I'm doing this on Sunday. So I'll fill up my Monday through Thursday, protecting my Friday just for any overages that I have throughout the week. Then when I finish the week, Odds are I got to everything. If it didn't get done by Friday, it was probably meant to be done the next week. Probably Anyways. meant. Because I now only do pickups on Saturday, it's helped me prepare for my week. So Monday I get the cookie cutters out that I need for the week. Nice. So I am not going around trying to find them. And one, I've spent the last couple of weeks dividing my cookie cutters in categories Very nice. to really save me even more time. So I'm almost done with that part. But Mondays, I get all the cookie cutters I need for the week, and they get to come up to the kitchen. They take a little field trip. It's your oh, time, fun. boys. <laughs> you get a comment of what? So I bring them up to the kitchen so they're ready to go. So that cuts down on time of me searching for them when I actually need to start the order. When you need to start the order, it's not the time to go down and be like, where did I put that cookie cutter mm-hmm. five months ago? So basically, when you start the order, you already have the cookie cutters out there. Odds are the dough. Those are ready to go. I've already taken it from the freezer, and it has thawed in the fridge. Icing is brought out of the freezer, coming back to room temp. Mm -hmm. So really, so you've worked your, you've, you know, reverse calendared your week. So which is your baking day? So I will, if a cookie order is due, let's say I need to bag it by Friday to have it ready to go on Saturday, I will bake on a Monday or a Tuesday, and that is all I will do. I will not ice. So ice is Wednesday? Mm Mm-hmm. And then Thursday's what? Dry. Nice. Drying details. Friday, from Thursday night into Friday, they are doing their drying fully. And then I bag on Friday, bag box and everything. They're ready to go Friday evening. So Saturday, your brain is not stressed at all. It's all ready. It's ready to go. Everything's labeled. So the customer is showing up. Hey, what's your name? It's already written on the bags. It's not me running around putting things in bags. I could not live that life. Do you, when do you send the reminder to pick up email? So whenever they order, I say, you're going to hear from me twice. You're going to hear from me a week out and then in the night before. And they're like, oh, that's great. And I never really hear back from them because they're waiting on me. So it's all on me to just. It's a great way to manage those like emails. Because yes, I know a lot of when you're space. spending a lot of money, you're like, did they just run away with my money? Especially if yeah. they book a month out. Yes. So I'm like, I'm going to go real silent real fast here. <laughs> But you don't want me making the cookies right now anyways. So they kind of find comfort that I try to make their cookies the week of. You said the expectations. And then your, again, batched week is spent really getting this all nice and tidy. And on Saturday, all I have to do is worry about washing your hair. And so I sent my my week reminder. They're picking up on Friday and Saturday this week. And I said, here's all the information you'll need. All I need to know from you is what time time you were going to pick up it said my pickup time was between nine to four that's just to say after four o'clock you're you're screwed (laughs) but i said what time are you going to pick up i want them to be invested in the time they say you can pick up any i'll be there nine to four i want to know patricia's coming at 10 why did you do it on friday and saturday not just saturday because remember how i used to sell in fairfax yeah and now I sell in Lake Ridge. Yeah. I let Lake Ridge people pick up on Friday, uh, Saturday people, because we'll be at my mom's house. Okay. Can pick up on Saturday. Interesting, interesting. So I really like that one. And then to wrap up this titillating list, resell what worked last year. What so did you just say? 
I think it's a not a bad it's word. Tintillating. Is it? I don't know. Titillating? I, I don't think that know. Sounds that sounds appropriate. Titillating. Is it tint? No, it's tit. Titillating? Titillating. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's a bad word. Oh. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry, podcast lamp. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay, resell what worked last year. So let's go back to those pencils. <laughs> the people people love these eight inch pencils, but when they were like, I'm finally gonna make them, they're like, Why are they that day? <laughs> okay, yeah, there was these like correct sized pencil cookies. Yes. How long were they? Eight inches. Eight inches. And they were skinny. They're skinny. They're the size of an actual pencil. So right. Very skinny, very breakable. Very breakable. But um if so Corey, you know, baked, bagged, photographed, and shopped them around last year and people loved them. Mm-hmm. It's very simple to recreate that again this year. And you may think your audience is like, no, we already saw those. And maybe they do, but a lot of people didn't get them, but they no, wanted them. Yeah. Every time I'm like, well, I'm running a little on sales, I'll bring those pu- puppies out. <laughs> you know, I have like high hopes for yourself. Yeah. Corey and I have high hopes for ourselves Highest. when it comes to coming up with cool cookie classes. However, However, when push comes to shove and it becomes the cookie class month, we find ourselves just pulling out the same thing we did last year. But it did so well. It usually sells out it does so even though you think well that's gonna exhaust my audience we can only see 10 buns <laughs> there's only 10 people who are exhausted and me and heather are too <laughs> so what we find and in a perfect world we'd spend time really just curating a perfect list but uh push comes to shove if i need to protect my schedule and my sleep budget yeah. we can just pull out what worked really well last year we already have the photos we already have the powerpoint we already have the script absolutely um, already have the promo materials the facebook posts i need to make it just yeah. you know retool those guys and you might see people in the group like look what i'm offering it's selling off the shelf that's fine let them do it <laughs> you can do your thing and yeah. that'll be fine too and again if you have more time because you've been I, I guarantee if you implement these five steps you're gonna find that each week you have just a little bit more time a little bit more time than you thought you had that you don't have to fill with work you that can you can fill, fill it with, with whatever you want netflix netflix work googling words to see if they're inappropriate or not for the podcast <laughs> i need that a little bit more time for that uh so that is really what takes us through that work-life balance now again if you say girls you're wrong your body and your brain will tell you what is correct and incorrect for your lifestyle again everyone's work-life balance is a bit different a lot of us are at different stages in our lives the cdc thinks i have a kid i don't Corey does <laughs> her phone should be ringing by mine is uh but you can kind of say what fits for you may not fit for other people. Mm-hmm. So definitely like keep an eyebrow raised when you see something and you find yourself, somebody make a post, I sold out of everything. I did the the brownies or the bronies. Bronuts. Bronuts. <laughs> the bronies. <laughs> the bronuts are super cool. But if you didn't have the time to source materials and photograph and thing, it may not be the best offering for your schedule. Yeah, I mean, I hats off to you bronut people, but I have not invested in a bro. Not pan. <laughs> right. And that doesn't make Corey any less of a baker. It just says, she's like, I don't have the time for it right now. And well, as much as you'd like to offer it, maybe it's right-click, save the image as, and remember it for yes. the next year when you have enough time because your work-life balance is really um, evened out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But if you're miserable, if you're like poor barbecue and she's like, I just, I'm suffering. That's, yeah. that's what her post said to me is like, I am suffering mentally. That's a time where you got to really sit back and let go of anything. Well, no, I can't. Don't say I can't. Just can't. consider like, can I add a little of 30 minutes to my sleep schedule? Can I use smart plugs to turn off my lights and force me out of the office? Can I use a smart plug to turn on my crock pot? 
And can I use reverse calendaring, which the Facebook Live still in the group, Jessica Gensel taught it. She's doing one again for planning out Halloween in just an hour. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. If you have an hour to sit down with her for that, you can watch that Facebook Live. But the Facebook Lives are always there. So you can watch them when you have more time. But just consider the challenge of really hammering out the details of your work-life balance. You'll, you'll be able to see where one's lacking and one's winning if you can sit down and spell it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then have those timers around to really keep you there. Yeah. yeah. I took a long walk yesterday. It was pleasant. Pleasant. Was not stressed. Didn't, had already baked and decorated. They were in the dehydrator, which also buys you more time. There you <laughs> so go. I took a long walk with my husband and my dog. Stepped in some Duke, which was annoying. <laughs> 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 Gotta keep you grounded. <laughs> I was definitely grounded. I was, you know, like when you're str- scraping one foot in the grass. <laughs> See, the key is to find a curb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, and lightly. <laughs> one thing that I found that really helped me understand my sleep schedule is these Fitbits. I'm sure it's like telling some master Bezos exactly where I am and what I'm doing. But it says like, oh, Heather, yeah, you actually slept eight hours. Or, hey, you slept seven hours and 30 minutes, so maybe try a little better next time. Mm -hmm. But I can see like, oh, I did feel a lot better on Tuesday when I got an 87 sleep score. And I felt like crap on Wednesday with that 62. (laughs) I was wearing my Fitbit to bed, but I sleep with my wrist bent, oddly, like a little creepy arm. Put it on your arm. No, but... My husband's oh, like, <laughs> I do. I sleep very weird. My husband's like, there's this green flashing light in the middle of my, coming from your arm. I wonder how, if you could do anything to your. Can you put it on a little tighter? It's all right. Okay. It's hard in my So arm. many roadblocks there with your work life balance. Um, but that takes us through that. So yeah, back to group stuff. Back to group stuff. Okay, here's the Facebook lives that we have a coming and a going. If coming. they're a going, they you can actually catch them by going to the group. Now, I don't know if anyone's group is like mine, but it's changed this past week. What? Look, the events are on the left side and no longer at the top. <gasps> mine from the, my old profile that keeps getting banned looks like that. Yeah, so usually we say go find the events tab at the top. Mine's on the left. Kind of click around. Do Hopefully it. you can find it. Or you can always type in facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash sugar cookie marketing forward slash events. That is crazy long. But here's what we just passed. Stencils 101, the royal icing method with Jessica Wolf. Now, she doesn't tell you how to make stencils. She actually taught a class in the cookie college about mm-hmm. that. But she's using stencils to write text. Yeah. It it really streamlined. You know if you are doing lettering and you are piping and when you are pressure piping or you're doing where you outline twice and then fill. Mm, takes forever. <laughs> so what, this circumvents that? This wouldn't make it. You just scrape. Scrape ah, it out. Nice, nice. We have icing consistencies uh, for detailed designs with Gigi Williams. She is an amazing decorator. Cutest little things that she does. Uh, these are all past so you can go and get them. And the basics of designing in Canva Pro. Pro, not Canva Free. Canva Pro with mm-hmm. Amy Hines. Those are all three you can go watch right now. Now, coming up, we got quite a few fun ones. I've caught up and added them all here. This right is how to plan your Halloween offerings in one hour with Jessica Gensel, like I Perfect mentioned earlier. Timing. It's almost like we timed those out together. Uh, then we have intro and basics of copywriting 101 with Jen Shirts. Now, a lot of people say, what is copy? Yes. Copy is any text that appears with a sales type post. So whether Do it be a newsletter, caption, caption things like that. that. How to use Evernote. I love me these types of apps to organize and store your cookie cutters with Amanda Gearhart. Nice. Storing cookie cutters. Oh, I need that. And organizing it, that's going to save you. Time. Uh, intro to baking cookie pops with Annabelle Kaczynski. Now, cookie pops are... Is that like cake pops? No, it's cookies with the 
pop sticker. Oh yeah, I've done which that. Which is a great addition. You made him a beard for Hall- uh, for Halloween for Saint. What's the guy for Christmas? It's Santa Claus. <laughs> Saint Nicholas. <laughs> Santa Claus. No, it's I think they're great. You can make them right in the oven. You'll learn in the lab. That'll be a great one. Definitely easy to, you already have the cookie. You just add a pop to it. And it makes a great little thing. Some of the pops can't be baked. I'm sure she's going to cover it. Light on fire. You want to teach the library? Right <laughs> <now? laughs> uh, then everything you need to know about Donations 101 with Kimberly Tracy. Nice. So that one's really cool because a lot of people say, I've been solicited for school donations. What do? Um, donations are a great way, like raffles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to get your name out into the world, but also help the community. Yeah. So strategic, I think they call it strategic giving or something mm-hmm. like that. She's going to walk us through that. Perfect in time for kind of the holiday season when you do want to kind of do that. Then steps to make sure your email arrives with Jessica Wolf. Now, Jessica has actually challenged herself to do one live every month. Are you kidding? Yeah, she's stuck them all. Yeah, so as soon as she will teach us one, she'll submit another one. Oh, my goodness. That's what she does every time. But email deliverability is actually pretty huge. And as we go into the holiday season, a lot of times people are like, my emails end in spam inboxes. That is email deliverability issues. And it's something that you're actually doing that's causing those emails to land in spam. So she's going to come from a really basic approach of how to kind of ensure that you don't end up where you don't want to be via email. Spam. Spam. Once you get hit by a spam filter, it is obnoxious. Because... And you have to tell everyone, check your spam filter. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's always a rough one. Something that kind of happens is if you ever use your, like, Gmail to send a newsletter, don't do that because it's a fast... It's a sure and fast way to end up in the spam folder because that's not what Gmail intended. And Gmail kind of is intended to for me to send Corey an email. So what would you suggest using something like? Uh, Flowdesk is paid but really cute. If you want MailChimp, it's free for a certain amount of subscribers. If you're just getting off the ground, don't have a lot of expenditures, don't want to take a lot of overhead, try MailChimp. Get their newsletters out that way. Yeah. They're doing a lot of the checks and balances to make sure that you're not ending in a spam folder because they'll get in trouble for yeah. it. So I really do like the one. I think that some of these uh, senders also say, like, hey, that looks a little spammy. What? All caps? Uh, like, it'll be like, really, your your subject line is too long. Your subject yeah. line has too many sales. Things like that to kind of keep you on the straight and narrow to make sure that email lands where you want it. Because like you can it. send 30,000 emails a year, and I'll be like, wow, that's impressive. But if nobody opened a single one, then you kind of wasted your time. Can I tell you this random story of when I just got in the car? I feel like you seem distracted. Go ahead. <laughs> I got in the car and I said, you know what? The weather's so nice here. I'm just going to drive with a little bit of the window crack. Mm. So I felt like my hair was a tussling. I thought it was a little the, tendril. The, the wind was grabbing those tendrils little doing tendril things. And I was like, oh, my hair is a wisping in the wind. And then I'm driving wearing these big old glasses and I do see a little bit of green in between my eyes. Interesting. Where kind of your like eyes have figured out how to block. I, I cannot. I cannot truly focus. It's so close. Okay. And I said, "Oh my god, it was moving down, creepy light." Oh no! Spider. No spider coming down. Burn my the face. car. Flash the vehicle. <laughs> I almost. <laughs> I saw middle of the road. Or <laughs> you like ninety five. In which case, you're no, among I was, friends. I was still in the neighborhood. <laughs> so you had a spider on your face. I was he connected. Spidey whitey. Was he connected to my glasses? When did he hop on? How long had he been there? You know, it's a crazy thing. If you write "burn the house down" and there's a spider in it, Facebook will ban you. <laughs> it doesn't matter in what. Ca- just use the emojis if you want. Someone quoted Heather mm-hmm. of why she got banned, and then they got their. I could see that they got banned because yeah. they applied to me. I said, oh, I try to save them, but you can't say you can't comment. 
burn the house down with a spider because then you will get banned. Right. Spiders unite. <laughs> Spiders living in my hairline. <laughs> <laughs> so that takes us through the events now. Corey and I are working on a vendor monitor. Vendor monitor. I'll have more information on that. Eventually, <laughs> when my work-life balance balances itself. <laughs> Why don't you work until I thirty? So I'll get to it. <laughs> if you want, if you're interested in the vendor blender, give us a recap of what we did last year. It was the first vendor blender. Okay, vendor blender. We made a secret group. You could, everyone could request to join, but no one could enter until midnight Friday, the twenty fourth. Black Friday, no. Black Friday. Was it the twenty fifth? The twenty fourth is always Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Wasn't no, it midnight right. that night? Friday. It's always on a Friday. This one happens to be the 25th, so I have no idea what last year Okay, was. so 25th, we let everyone in at the same exact moment. The vendors were already a part of the group, and what they could do is Heather made a post at the top, and I told you exactly what the discounts were. The vendors Required 20% off. Required 20% off or, or more. more, and some people did that. Then there was giveaways. Everyone could do door prizes. So if you had a door prize, you could post that throughout the day. Um, every vendor could post twice to post, highlighting what they were selling, and they could go live once. So and they, they were the only people who it. could post. So you they could were, comment yeah. if, you wanna, if you were a shopper. But there was no requirement for shoppers to join. Just encourage, like, hey, if you find But the group want. only is alive for 24 hours. What me and Heather did not know, because we never shut Incredible. the group down, was we could not boot everyone. You, to shut the group down, pe- no one could be in the group. So me and Heather, at night, it took till 2 in the morning, were just trying to remove people slowly. I ended up hiring a virtual assistant. We had you to, went to bed. You just checked out, man. I said, I hate my, my fingers are hurting. And you just left. You didn't even say, I'm stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like my silence was, <laughs> was telling you that. Like, that we shut the group down. We deleted all the posts. We shut the group down, and it was like it never existed. This is a fun little shopping day the day after Thanksgiving. So, well, day after Turkey Day, if you're interested, you can email me. Hello at sugarcookiemarketing.com. But I'm working on a little bit yeah. more polished package than yeah. last year. Last year, I just didn't think anyone would sign up, and they all did, which is so fun. So fun. So we'll see if people do it this year. And now we'll scrap the whole day and pretend we never talked about it. But <laughs> yeah. uh, so going back to the Cookie College, the Cookie College, um, it is a membership plan that Corey and I have worked on for over a year. No, no, I'm sorry, just about a year. It'll be uh, its birthday is on August 31st. August, but we worked on it a long time before then, too. Right. So it feels like it's been five, actually. (laughs) Uh, But the Cookie College is at this point just over 80 different classes covering different aspects of online marketing, product reviews, digital downloads, and all such the other. And it shows no sign of stopping. Uh, Last week, we actually covered Flowdesk Checkout, which is a new feature from that email center I just mentioned, Flowdesk, um, and Workout, uh, Workflow Exit Actions, which sounds complicated, but I actually covered that in the cookie cottage. You said Workout and Workflow. Sorry, apparently my hobby is working (laughs) out. I can't get it off my mind. (laughs) We don't know what it's going to do on the podcast. But this week drops that course I just mentioned from Disco Wolf, How to Create Stencils with a Cricut. Oh, nice. So you can do that. You need to get Get it going. Get it in a box. Get me some. I know. She said she would even like FaceTime me and coach me through it. That's so nice. (laughs) No excuse for you. And then next week, I'm teaching people how to use a Munbin printer. A Munbin. The Munbin. Um, I thought that was. that company is very like, please do not return this at all. Why? I don't know. You know, like on Amazon, I kind of thought it was more like bigger company, but yeah. it's like, please don't return this. If you want to return this, please message us first. Don't tell Amazon on us. Oh, because they don't want to get it. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. But I thought they were pretty cool. So if you don't know what a mun bin is, uh, it is a thermal printer. So a printer that doesn't use ink. It uses 
thermal. <laughs> yeah, so like you can't print in color. No. But you use their stickers. It's actually intended for you to you like create shipping labels real fast. Yeah. You can like completely integrate it with yeah. like uh, ShipStation. But what we're using it for is to create labels for cookie packaging. Yeah, so something custom, thank you for your order, or Heather had a bunch of hearts on one. Right, and we're going to build that. I'm going to show people how to use it. I think I'll use Canva to show you how to do it. But I also want to do it in Microsoft Word. Nice. Give people a couple options and then take it to print with the Munbin, mm. which I did it. I, I was really impressed. That's really cool was, to see the thing queue up. Was it user-friendly? I can see why people get a little frustrated. Really? Uh-huh. But once it's dialed in, it's dialed in. Okay. But the dialing in, <laughs> that is the hard part. So that is The Cookie College. If you're interested in signing up for The Cookie College, you can check it out at thecookiecollege.com. What you get with The Cookie College is, again, those courses that we talked about, which you also get a private Facebook group with people who are really dialed in to helping each other. The amount of freebies that other members post that we actually don't provide is astonishing. And then Corey has her freebie post. Do you want to explain that? Freebie posts are posts that I make using all my props, all my photography, all my cookies. And I give you, like, you can either recreate a DIY kit. So I spent all the money. I took all the time making it. And all you have to do is shop it around to your customers. If they sign up, hey, great. Now you, here's the links. You can recreate it yourself. Other times I am creating engaging content. So things that I know will probably perform well with your audience because they perform well with mine. Um, memes that I come up with when I'm Netflixing. I'm <laughs> working. <laughs> Fifty fifty guys, and those things are also part of the fifty. So that is what a part of the freebie. And then we have this private group, which you get to dive in a little bit more. We have really it's almost like a college roommate situation and everyone calls each other roomies in there. So what am I? The hey, dean? You're the dean. We don't like you. What are you? I'm the cool RA. <laughs> I didn't know you liked RAs. I'm the hip one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two, well, we have voicemails and text messages, but today I've got two longer text messages, so let me Come read on. through that. Hi, there, and Corey. It's Micah uh, from Micah Made Cookies in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I like Pittsburgh. There's so I, many bridges. I feel like I've seen Micah Made Cookies on Instagram. Probably. Recently. Uh, you guys are fantastic and have inspired me to keep Oh, man. Oh, my screensaver came on. <laughs> my little boundary popped up. <laughs> Keep uh, persevering to turn this side hobby into a full-time gig. I'm not there yet, but listening to your podcast, it's really helped me set boundaries with clients, set expectations of myself. I'm the person who will stay up until 3 in the morning oh. decorating and really so have to <laughs> work hard to push myself to go to bed and prove to my husband I can really make this work. I've never been more confident about anything. I've never enjoyed anything this much, and I've never had a job that brought this much joy to others. And that's coming from a former elementary librarian who literally reads stories to kids every day. I got into cooking a year ago when I decided to make cookies for my two-year-old's birthday parties. I got obsessed with royal and icing consistency and nailing down the perfect sugar cookie recipe. And now her third birthday is coming up and I have six orders that weekend. It has been awesome and scary all at the same time. And I even skipped a few months in there when I had her son who is now seven months old. In fact, I was decorating cookies when I went into labor with him on Christmas Eve. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I love that cookies bring other people uh, together and that their center celebrations the extravagant to the nightly potential visit of the tooth fairy. Oh, that's so fun. I wanted to reach out and ask because I'm trying to convince my husband that I need to join the cookie college and what to say besides I need it. Uh, we're at the point where I could potentially quit my other job and dive in, but I have a toddler and a baby among other financial stresses. Question is two parts. First, when did you know that this would be a full-time thing? Or have you always kind of done this into whatever, uh, what elevator pitch 
uh, would you give for the cookie college? I know that you guys talk about it every week, but if you have to put it in layman's terms, I'm asking for the subscription for my birthday this year, which is also in September, but I'm not sure it's the right time to shell out the money. If I'm getting started, if I'm just getting started, I know I will likely make money back if I teach a few cookie classes, etc. but I just need something to hook him in so that I can get going. Thank you both for all you do. My sister moved out about an hour away, so listening to the two of you talk weirdly makes me feel like she's here and with me with our banter. Aww. I'm so sorry for tagging you guys in two social media, too many social media posts too, but I think you guys are great. P.S. I don't want to make my husband sound unsupportive. He really is. He's my number one taste tester, and he's critical of every cookie, which I can actually really appreciate. He's my biggest cheerleader. However, he cringes on the Amazon boxes, show up with new cookie cutters inside, and I've mentioned the cookie college to him and quickly get shut down because I get the, you're already good enough in his book. I'm sorry for any incomplete sentences and odd pauses. I'm actually trying to put my baby down for a nap and didn't want to get forget the phone number. So I'm using voice to text quietly. Um, also, sent, sorry for sending a thousand messages. Okay, now I'm done. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice of you, one. Those compliments. I feel like you're my sister. <laughs> the one I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> cool, all right. Uh, I know that I have started many, many things while I've been married to my husband. And every time I say, let me just prove it to you. Let me just take what I'm doing. Let me just show you that I can make it work. He always raises an eyebrow and says, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I said, no love lost. I'm paying for it. Uh-huh. You don't lose anything. I don't know if that's a hook that you can actually use, <laughs> but that's what worked for my husband. <laughs> One thing that she asked is like, when do you know it's the right time to go full time? I'm going to tell you what really helps me before I take big leaps into new projects, and that is an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be that, as we talked about in the podcast last week, standing between the two musical chairs when this music might turn off. Yeah. Uh, but a great way to kind of build the bridge between one chair to another is an emergency fund. So you're going to see that what they say with self-employed people like us is going to be around six months of the bare minimum of expenses. And I think that's kind of a Dave Ramsey thing, but I do like the concept of it because Business owners, you have a little bit more liability than the average Joe Schmo who can file unemployment. Yeah. So what I say is, like, when you're ready to take the plunge, make sure that you guys have, like, a nice, comfy emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Um, pre, you know, I know that the job market's kind of crazy, but you can always get another job. Corey and I will always look like, if this doesn't work, I'll see you at Target. Yeah, <laughs> I said, I'll work at Target. Target. <laughs> uh, yeah, Target's always got our back. And there's all these j- great, like, jobs that you can get. So, um like to talk about this guy I met his name was was a guy that made the cleaning business that made millions um gosh darn it it starts with an r yes it does oh my goodness anyways he said he said heather what's i said like do like same question like how do you know when you just what if it doesn't work he said 7-eleven is always hiring he said i keep that in the back of my mind 7-eleven is always hiring i'll never be on the street 7-eleven is hiring yeah uh so i always thought that it was um his name is so close to my brain yeah, right I now i cannot <laughs> Um, so that is a great now the second question is sales pitch for the cookie college Mm -hmm. only i wouldn't want to encourage anybody to go join the cookie college unless they were 100 percent sure it was going to really fit their budget right now is going to fit their needs in once so something i can always share to the main group is the list of courses liz just posted that one you pinned that whole yeah. post you pinned of she is someone who has been in the cookie college who has implemented everything and she has posted exactly what she what the cookie college has done for her as far as revenue as far as added menu items and things like that just read that to him i when i read it i said wow that is a powerful message that she typed and it was unprovoked i didn't even have to pay her <laughs> thanks liz <laughs> um 
not to brag on us, but I always like to to see how Corey and I are doing. We have a Monday morning meeting, and the way we indicate if we're providing enough value to people is the number of subscribers that stick around. Mm-hmm. So we're at 530 and change. And of that 530 and change, a hun- over 100 people are actually yearly subscribers. Well, that means they joined the Cookie College monthly, and they saw, they liked, That's and they great. stuck for an entire 12 months with us. Um, what a gamble. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but a great thing to do uh, is just kind of go through the course list and read it out to your husband and say, like, hey, a lot of what we offer in the cookie college is more geared towards managing business and time, really streamlining those. Like, at the end of the day, um, Corey does teach a few how to, like, decorate things, but a majority of these is, like, how to make money decorating these things, mm-hmm. um, how to scale it, how to teach cookie class. Like you said, that's an easy one to um, kind of print money, I guess you could say. But, like, to really kind of streamline your your business life, let automation do a lot of the heavy lifting for you, get on Nextdoor to generate more leads without having to lift too many fingers, mm-hmm. um, using Gmail filters to keep your inbox clean, using Gmail scheduling to kind of really streamline. So what we find that people who join the Cookie College experience is more time and more money. But they're also paying us. So there is, you know, there is that caveat that the work can only work if you do. So, Corey, what would be your cookie college elevator pitch? Cookie college? I just already did. I said, husband, take a gamble on me. I'm paying it myself. No, she's not. They have mixed finances. I know. I know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. What's yours? I would say give me one month to to show you the classes I plan to take and the difference they'll make in my business. Here's my average sale per month currently. Let me take this one month to see if I can increase that in the following month. If I can... Do you trust me that this is a good investment? Wow, way to throw him back into his plate. <laughs> do you trust do you tr- me? I can show you the world. <laughs> I'm raising your kids. Do you trust me to do that? <laughs> How would you sell it? I already told you. I say just how. You actually stole mine, you old weirdo. I said, let me take a Gamby and do it for one month. I'll show you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You can join the Cookie College. We have some promotions for the yearly coming up. Uh, But it's a great time now to join monthly. See if you like it. Uh, What we have, some people do. They're like, I can only be here for one month. They'll sign up today. They'll cancel their subscription to the day they sign up. But that means they get the 30 days with no threat of rebilling. Uh, So that's a great way to do that. If you're interested in the Cookie College, it is at $68 a month. Um, plus your husband's trust apparently yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but there's so many courses to take now. 80 courses. There's no way you'll be able to do that and still be happy in your work-life balance. But what we say is find a goal, whether that be teaching cookie classes or whether that be really Up getting a dial in social media mm-hmm. photography. Photography is a great one. Here's where I started. Here's where I am. Yeah, you could really actually show him the photos start to end. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you can kind of prove it that way. But I think it's a great question. I think that. You know, obviously, if you have six orders from the first one year you started, she started when the kid was two, now he's three. She's three, and now she has six orders that weekend. You're doing something right. Uh, As long as you can manage those orders, you could start really, you know, kind of increasing that sales volume. And the way you're going to do that, since you're still one person, is by streamlining your workflow. Yeah. Simple designs. Honestly, you can get those puppies out. Mm Mm-hmm. Freeze your dough. And then one thing I really like that Corey offers is those freebie photos, which means you can pre-sale an item without ever having to spend any money um, versus if you didn't have those freebie photos, you'd have to go buy, buy the, the cutters. Things. Oh, he don't like the Amazon boxes, but my husband's so used to it. <laughs> like Corey's Amazon guy, be sad. <laughs> Save your Amazon guy. Um, and then you can shop around that. Then you can say, hey, hun, I pre-sold these Target apples. I sold 10 of them, and I haven't even actually bought anything yet. Mm-hmm. 
go get the target apple so they're hard to come <laughs> <Run>. by <laughs> um, and see if then he can jump in on that I have another text. Hi, twins. This is Mallory from Alabama. Before we get started, you're both my favorite. <gasps> I have a cottage bakery. Started my business in January. I'm in a very small rural town. Think one red light. Uh, there are two other cottage bakers in the area, and they both have been operating much longer, so they already have large established client bases. I know it's going to take me longer to build that up, and I'm okay with it. I make cakes and sugar cookies. My sugar cookies are unique because they're buttercream instead of royal icing, but I still struggle with getting orders. I'm following the advice you guys give with posting consistently consistently staging photos to be more appealing, nice packaging and attempting because I'm not the best. Good copy. My most recent example is back to school cookies. I posted a pre-order four weeks out from back to school. I got two whole orders. Uh, one of those I even did ahead of the pre-order deadline because this client's kids started earlier and from a different county. Fast forward to yesterday and I see people interacting with another baker's page for back to school cookies that were posted last minute for pickup the next day. They sold out. I offered a set of three cookies for $12 boxed nicely and in a window box. They're adorable. This business offered one cookie for $4. I'll add that one of the businesses posted a Pinterest photo with a disclaimer that the cookies will look similar to this. Um, I'm not sure it's possible that maybe one cookie was more appealing than three. Do I just keep trudging along with pre-orders and promoting them the best I can or do I switch tactics? I know my following is small and I'm sure that plays a huge role in it, but I'm not sure what else I can do to get my name out there. I participated in donations for schools for fundraisers and I've even dropped off extras at local businesses to help promote. My month isn't super packed with orders, but I also work as a nurse, so I'm not free all the time and I'm typically available for the time most orders are needed on the weekends though. Thanks for any insight you have. I love the podcast and all the resources y'all offer. What I do to get, I just moved to a new area. So what I did to get my name out there is I got in a group. I said, who would like free cookies, but I need a good review from you. Um, not to typically <laughs> normal, <laughs> but I got so many people that tried my cookies when they, they've never tried them before. So what is one mini cookie out of my pocket? Nothing. Right. Great reviews. Got a great review. But guess who recommends me in all the groups now? These people. people. <laughs> <laughs> and what it's doing is getting my cookies in their hands, giving me a bigger audience that I don't necessarily have to like spend money to market to. And what they're doing is remembering me when they're needing cookies as they come up. The other two bakers with big followings and a big customer base, they will be booked up. It's just how it happens. They only have two hands just like you do. So when they book up, who are they going to go to? So getting your name out into the community by if if it's a free mini cookie, hey, just come by and stop, get it. Hey, I'm doing a pre-sale. Here's one for free to enter. Just comment something you love about your local school, something like that. Those are great ways. I'll also say that there's some merit to what they did by posting last minute. Uh, a oh. lot of people wait until the last minute to to make moves because if you're anything like all of us you wait until the last minute you're like oh my goodness i forgot my kids got i got yeah. kids <laughs> i got some from school uh so something that they did capitalize on there is the last minute thing now could you do that could you make an entire business model on last minute cookies you actually could anytime i do a pre-sale i always make three extra of whatever it is those three are because i know someone's going to forget about their kid <laughs> yeah if you're still building up your um audience mm -hmm. that might not be a terrible way to kind of poach some not poach that sounds so aggressive that sounds aggressive I, I started mine being the last minute bigger you could reach out to hey right. they, they're booked out but hey i can right. i have a Corey and i did it for it. halloween uh, what, that was two years ago it was crazy um but what we did is we were able to be the last minute bakers because we'd actually already made them ahead of time okay you run the risk but what if nobody buys them i know i know then you can actually do what Corey did and say here's some free stuff mm -hmm. uh see if you can get them out that way and then as 
as you build your client base, again, you're competing with two people who have sounds like they do a really great job. Not to detract from them, but we got to play on their field. We can't play a different field. If you're posting four weeks out, awesome. Uh, are you posting three weeks out, two weeks out? Can you afford to like post one week Absolutely. out, one day out? If yeah. you kind of schedule your you know, weeks ahead of time, perhaps you could do that and get some, uh, you know. Pre-make them. Pre-make them and mm-hmm. sell them to those last-minute people. That and would if, be me. And if Corey doesn't sell them, I know she's giving away to the neighbors. Absolutely. I'm saying, can you remember me when you guys want to place an order? And it really does work and kind of hedge your bets. And then you can always do the giveaways, the raffles, or the discount flash sales mm-hmm. if they don't sell. So once you start building up more of your client base and you can start kind of distancing yourself in the last-minute sales if that isn't fitting your schedule. I mean, a full-time nurse, you got obviously crazy hours. Yeah. Uh, so what you can do is kind of do that. I'll say – Personal opinion, the last thing you want to move is discount your price. Now, I didn't know she didn't discount her price, but she said, what if I offer one cookie? If that resonates with your audience, I think a lot of people like that single cookie for back to school for some reason. They do. Like I did the Target apples. There's six mini cookies there, but people wanted that good luck with my kid one. Yeah, you know? that one did really well. Um, so you can kind of test the audience. Now, I think when we get towards these larger holidays, people aren't going to be wanting to do so much of a single cookie as more as like a, a set. set. Yeah, because yeah, you kind of want to be like, hey, I want to buy something for you, but I don't want to get you. Here's 12 cute, adorable custom mm-hmm. cookies. Hocus Pocus movies coming out if you wanted to do the the three, which is <gasps> super funny be with there. their iconic hair. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So I would say continue trudging along. Continue building up your fan base and maybe this more guerrilla marketing tactic where you can say like, hey, guys, freebies, giveaways, you know, kind of get people to taste your product. Again, buttercream is undelectable. Uh, the best. Undelectable. But it does photograph and appeal to a different audience. So you aren't competing with them directly. Mm-hmm. You're competing with a different audience, but the same target. But I think if you get that into the mouths of people. They'll, oh, it, give me a little taste of buttercream and watch me go and say. Right. Another interesting thing to do, and I don't want to circumvent any rules, always make sure before you post in a community group that you're a buyer by their rules is like hey i need some taste testers i'm coming up with a new batch hey i did that last last <laughs> halloween i made a recipe that i found i think it was like a cookie con recipe and then my normal recipe oh, yeah cookie con has the, the recipe they give me that yeah. so i said who wants to help me and taste test and i've gotten so many orders just from those people helping out my business did i ever change my recipe no but you put people on the same side and you know one, humans love an underdog. I do. I do myself. And then humans love to be like, I helped that person right there. You see that yeah. person? I helped them. Yeah. I helped that person right yeah. there. I did that. That was me. Uh, so that is a great way. But I love these texts. Great ones. Um, you guys are, your head's in the right place. You guys are doing everything correctly. Just keep, you know. Lean in. Lean, lean in. into those little spots that you can lean into yeah. in your little market. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Now, something Corey's working on, she's going to teach a class on this in the Cookie College. Is- I know. I started my own community group. And Corey, uh, as the, st- the founder of the community group, I think you said, I asked her today at lunch, do you think you could get 100% of your leads from this community group you started? Absolutely. But not for lack of providing extremely valuable non-sales related content. I know. So now we're up to 1,700 local ladies that are local to me. You have to be local to be in the group. Now I can pick right. and choose who's joining. <laughs> so keep in mind, remember what we always say is like, keep your target audience pretty tight knit and then you'll be able to sell a lot more effectively. By Corey keeping it so tight knit, very hyper local, she's like keeping one zip code. If you come to Northern Virginia, the zip codes are really tiny. Yeah. Uh, but she can really regulate. And at the end of the day, she only has two hands. So you can only take so many orders. Right. But now people are calling me the cookie lady. Tagging me in other groups that's not my little community Before group. Before you go start a community group, you got to understand that she's producing one local about town video a week. 
one at the beginning was three a week. And that really helped. So I think you went to, what's that place that you like? A Bundt Cake place? Oh, I went to Nothing Bundt Cakes. Delicious. Yeah. Can you give me one? Bring it. I don't know. When? Soon? Whenever? All we the time? We go every, every Saturday. <laughs> I just like, I do too. I just like to know There's when one in my fridge. Course, right? I almost was like, let's stop on the way back from okay, what? Okay, just say it. It's hard okay. to get into the Bundt Cake in Springfield. It's in a weird lot. The lady who owns the Springfield one owns the one by my house. Tell her and bless her soul. And guess what? I have a punch card. <gasps> if you can go to both. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay, and then what else did you do? You went to the many farmers markets. Went to the farmers market, showcased the farmers went market. Went to local restaurant, local restaurants. Every Saturday, I let people sell their wares on Saturday, but that's good because I want to invest back into the community. So it's been a great for me to connect with the people that are my neighbors, mm-hmm. um, and they found a lot. Corey of Corey featured there. a local business, but I went with her, and then I needed to buy a gift for somebody, so I bought something. But then we filmed that business, and which... then that business donated a gift card to celebrate our thousand members. It was. Right. So you can kind of see how it kind of creates, again, rule with an iron fist. Stick to your rules. Mm-hmm. Keep the everything tight and local. Uh, but you're going to teach a class on that at Cookie College? I know. I almost okay. don't want to, to, to give my little ways away. Now I can I tell you a little. I, I mean, you'll have to because I said it on the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's go to sponsors. So I'm going to start with Cast Iron, castiron.me. It's not a .com. I think if you go to the .com, you're going to end up a place with pants. <laughs> but Cast Iron is a great way to get your website up and running with very, very little effort. In fact, I think they'll still do it for you. Yeah. Um, Cast Iron is a website builder built for foodpreneurs by foodpreneurs that helps you take orders online. Um, if your cottage laws allow it, I can guarantee that with a website, you'll actually make more money than without a website. Why? Because we trust websites. That's <laughs> just yes. what we do. So. That is a pretty awesome sponsor. You can check them out again at castiron.me. Yes, and the next is Bakety Make. Bakety Makes. Bakety <laughs> New bake sponsor, not make. to be confused with Bakety Makes. <laughs> Bakety Make makes a royal icing meringue powder um, that's called Royal Batch. So royal icing meringue powder called Royal Batch. And it is something that I use exclusively. I absolutely adore it. I used to have this, like, realized recipe that I thought was amazing, but I actually followed the one on the bag and it saved me a lot of money because I don't have to add corn syrup. It's already in there. Um, your food coloring, white food coloring is already in there and the vanilla extract is already in there. We was crazy. I actually did one of those free giveaway things for a review. And the lady said, your icing tastes different than other royal icing yeah. recipes. I said, it actually already has vanilla in there. She's like, it tastes amazing. Can we one of the pumpkin ones? I know. Funky only ones? I do have to use the rest of that dough. Okay, And bye. I don't sell Send it, it so. on here. Yeah. Do you want them iced or not iced? Ice. <laughs> Can they be ugly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> then if we're going to be ugly, make more icing on it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I want them fresh. Well, it'll be fresh. I have to make them all. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Also. Bring them on Saturday. Okay. But that will give me a lot more work to do because I have to ice them. Bring them on Saturday. <laughs> and then right. last but, but not Wait, wait, oh, wait. Yeah. You can save 10% from Royal Batch by using code TWINS. On www.bakeybakeidaho.com. That will save you 10%. Nice. Nice. And not, but not last, but never least. Last, last but, not, but least. not least. Yeah. Wow. We have waited until 530 to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> gosh darn. We got talking on Olive Garden guests. Strategizing and recapping some mistakes I made in my life. <laughs> uh, but it is Eddie Eduardo, Eddie the, the food printer. Eddie, we're giving one away. <gasps> on in, in October because it's the it's second a birthday. If you don't know what Eddie is, yes, we're obsessed with him. But it's actually the name of a printer. People think that we made up that name and named a printer that. No, no. the Primera, the big company, did. Yeah, we just <laughs> and, think it's so cute. Uh, yeah, Mark and Jennifer are behind Eddie. They are awesome. Eddie is awesome, and then they keep adding more and more features to Eddie. 
Now, don't take my word for it. Join the group, Eddie User Printers Group. Printer mm-hmm. users Eddie, group. the Edible Printer User Group. That's a very long name, Mark yes. and Jennifer. <laughs> but there you can see a lot of what people are doing. It's pretty adorable. So imagine if you did the notebook cookies for back to school, imagine not having to mix the white or <gasps> mix the pink and the blue for right. the no paper lines. You could just print it. So a lot of people just were able to print it. It saved them half the time of oh, that's really nice. That's I think you and I did a... We um, did. We did yeah. it for Valentine's Day You're for right. a, a love, love letter. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. Um, but I do love it. I think that little dude is really cool. Not cheap, but he saves you a ton of time. And you could actually win one coming up In on October. the two-year anniversary. October. Okay. Twinterest. Do you have any? Twinterest. Do you... Yeah. What? You know, I was in Target yesterday. I was feeling a little treat myself. I'm in Target all the time. I'm going to slaughter the name. Okay. But you know what actually is behind it? Ashley Tisdale. Oh, the from the, um, I can't remember what show she was The one with the two twins. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Market. Hotel. Corey is one of the names. I can't remember the other kid's name. It's a twister. No, that was the twins from our day. So, it was Frenchy. Frenchy. It's got a weird pronunciation, okay. but it's they say it's scent science, mood boosting. Mood boosting? Uh-huh. Did it boost your mood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boosted. <laughs> I thought it was really nice. They have like a, I want to say like a deodorant stick applicator for lotion. No way. Yeah. I mean, so like, could you overly put it on yourself? Well, no, I just like deodorant in my leg. you put it like on your wrist so it like gets into your bloodstream faster? That, no, it's not a bloodstream thing. <laughs> it's just a sniff <laughs> test. Thing, yeah. So they had a candle, a roll-on perfume oil, body mist spray, and then this balmy stick that I know I was doing with it. Nice. I thought it was like, I thought the scent was real fresh fresh <laughs> yeah but you can only get a target okay my twin trust is i love freshly cut flowers in my living room area i just it just makes me happy to come down and see them but you don't want to buy them every two days because they pass away so what you do and i saw this on tiktok put an advil in the water is it i don't know That's no what i've seen once really you grind up one of the one of the headache pills oh well, what I do is they say cut the stems at a slant. It gives the most that water can be sucked up. It mm-hmm. gives it more long life. Mm-hmm. If you When you cut them, if you do not put them right in water, those little suction up the waters yeah. will close up and oh. die off. So it'll die faster. So okay. cut at a slant, put it directly in water. Then halfway through the week, I'll actually empty the water, cut them again because those little things mm-hmm. have died off. It'll reopen them, put them back in new fresh water. And it usually lasts about two weeks. Check the pill thing. I'm going to check. I mean, it's gonna, like a Bayer I'm going to Google aspirin. that first before yeah. it ruins the whole Maybe you should just try it. Well, <laughs> Maybe your flowers will not have a headache anymore. I know, but my sunflowers are so pretty in my house. Well, sunflowers are just a hearty folk. They are just a hearty folk. So that's what I've really narrowed it down to is the sunflowers. But I'm buying them from the local farmer's market. And putting them in a video. But I think sunflowers season's almost over. It's you can actually. I wanted to go to the sunflower place, but oh, it, it's did? still going, and it's a dollar's then. The sunflower fields in no, there's the. It's called Seven Lavender Farms or something. I followed Lavender. them. Yeah, but Lavender seeds on the Ilvar. I want to say that Corey drug me to a farm last year for strawberries, and we had the wrong month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like, "That's not yeah, happening." We're not. Yet. We can't pick those because they're not grown. <laughs> but then we found a great restaurant. Oh yeah, it we was did. Really good. We did. I just want to say, I just want to throw this out of the universe. I'm done with summer. Bring I'm on. doing some cooler weather. I am. It is we dead have, to me. But uh, this past few days. We've, it's been less humid, but it's still humid. 80, buddy. But the other day, it was 70-something. I know. It was a pleasant little lie. It was. It was. But I am ready. 
I think people, I can see them in Target. They're looking for Christmas listen, cards. Listen, I got pumpkins popping up everywhere oh, in my yeah. house. Oh, yeah. Target had a whole pumpkin aisle of candles. Pumpkin candle aisle? Yeah. Like it was in like the a, shape it was like of a pumpkin? End. No, it smells. Yeah, they do. Like I a see. whole they, new, they just put that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the world is ready for us to switch yeah. the season. Hey, I love it. Love it. Yeah, I saw you and the abomination that was Bath and Body Works. Although, my flowers are doing so good. That potato plant has taken over my entire... Potato plant? Deck. It's called a potato plant. Are you going a tater? It never sprouted a tato, but it has Potatoes are under the ground. Oh, it's just taken over. Potatoes under the ground? Yes. Are they? Laura Thompson, are tatoes under the ground? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think that... You didn't go through mailbag. I'm not seeing a mailbag. But I think that wraps us up. Do you have any closing comments? Closing comments and statements? Guys, we want you to be happy in this industry. That's why work-life balance is so important. I want to say, Corey and I did such a bad job of it a couple years that's ago. That's how we know. That, yeah. That's how we know what good looks like. <laughs> there, there's hope. And I got to say that trial by fire, Corey and I kind of, at one point, we had 19 day job clients. All of them thought they were number one. All of them. So I was thinking, I was thinking the other day about that. At 19, which was our total peak, you know, long before COVID yeah. ever and thought of hidden. Mm-hmm. If one of them emailed every day, it would be almost my entire month. But they were emailing so many times. They were. And we were answering so fast because we thought Trained fast was quality. Trained to be nightmares. Yeah. And what we did is they then when we said, no, we're going to adhere to our business boundaries, we they were angry. And, and they had every right to be because we were we were always Johnny we on the spot. We replied too fast. We enabled scope creep. We never charged for it. Uh, they were happy until they weren't, and we were not happy at all. <laughs> so, so that's how we really learned that it's so much more valuable yeah. um, than we were. Take our word for it. You don't need to go there. I've seen it. Yeah, it's been hell there. on earth. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys got this, we'll see you again next week. You're going to do a jingle? Doing a jingle.